0: All right, we're back here at the Olympic Coaching Podcast, and we're talking a little bit about uh, specialization, early specialization in sports. And so uh, what happens whenever you choose a sport early on in life, and how can that affect you later? And why should you have more variance? Why should you try different things? And even as we get older, why should we work on different challenges, challenging ourselves with different activities and routines and workouts and everything? in order to make our body more resistant, healthier, less injuries, all of the above. So this will be a fun topic. We're going to jump right into this unrehearsed, no planning, anything. We're just going at it. So let's jump right in. Okay, Matt, so this is a this is a fun topic. Um, I've read a ton of literature on this, um, and there's always more to learn. Uh, but also being a dad myself, I feel like this hits true to home as small kids, uh, because what happens whenever we specialize, and what I mean by specialize is like you choose one activity or sport or type of workout that you're just gonna stick to, and you do only that for from a young age, all the way for as long as you can sustain it so what happens
1: yeah i think so first and foremost you can just get a lot of i think you mentioned in the intro like imbalances potentially or just um overuse of certain um, parts of your body that um aren't necessarily accustomed to training one thing Mm -hmm. year round for year after year um and i think it's just kind of it's tough because You know, back when we were um, kids, it seemed like everybody would play three sports, four sports, you know, however many they could during Mm -hmm. the year. But nowadays, it seems like people are specializing at a much younger age. Um, And so um, we'll see how that kind of plays out. We'll see um, see if there's an increase in injuries or different things like that. But, um, yeah, what are some of the things that...
0: you thinking man uh it's it's fascinating um because yeah there's definitely countries around the world that really encourage uh experimentation where they have physical education classes within their school system where you play lots of different sports um and a good physical education class is going to intentionally expose you to lots of different activities movements sports This is not just for the sake of filling the day in school. There's actually, if it's well-planned, it's, it's for your physical development, um, so that we don't graduate school with a broken body. That's, that's at a higher risk of injury because as we get older and, uh, most likely sit more and maybe struggle with activity and everything, it's not as easy to get it in with work and whatnot. Um, if our body is is not gone through certain developmental patterns then we're at a higher risk of hurting ourselves um, even just from the normal daily activities we do because we never developed the ability to control our body um, in a coordinated way to um, keep from putting shear or forces that would cause pain and so uh, i think it's a really fascinating thing of like okay um, that exposure from a young age is really important Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you're getting exposed to a single sport, let's say, for example, um, any kind of bat sport. So that could be like baseball, cricket, or even a racket sport uh, where where you typically favor one side. right? It's not like you swing both sides. Um, And so it becomes incredibly repetitive on one side. But if you're not intentionally working the other side, whether it's in a gym or in the sport itself, um, then that repetition can create, um, uh, some imbalances and strength and coordination that just gets you way out of alignment and out of whack. Right. I think,
1: uh, <clears throat> I think of one of the like primary examples of people that specialize <clears throat> pretty early on is, um, for example, weightlifters in Eastern Asian countries oh, yeah. specialize quite a lot, like at a young age. And so, um, people like, uh, countries like the Chinese, mm-hmm. Well specialize really early and um there's been different weightlifters that have come out and just been super achy all the time and um you know they're in their maybe late thirties, um forties oh, wow. and it's like, um, a- it's
0: like their joints age faster.
1: Yeah, it's they are they're breaking down their bodies and I mean weightlifting is um you know, part of that is gonna happen if you're weightlifting at any age, but um for the amount of time and just the duration that they've been doing it, um it's interesting to see that, like, it really does have a di- make a difference in how you can move and how you can feel just day to so. day.
0: Yeah. So, how do you feel like we can we can deal with it? Um, how do you feel like we can deal with early specialization, or what would parents or individuals need to hear uh, right now for helping people prevent injuries or pains down the road?
1: Yeah. I, <clears throat> I think
0: one thing that's important to understand is just the like the
1: benefits of being a generalist, of trying different things. Mm. Um, like a lot of people will specialize in one sport because they think that that will give them the best opportunity to be great in that sport. Um, and you know, potentially that's true. Um, but most people aren't going to reach that pinnacle level of sport to be living off their sport anyway. And so yeah. your long-term health is more important. Mm-hmm. Um, but the benefits of playing multiple sports to your athleticism um to your just mental health to have a difference in of season of different sports to play um is huge when you compare it to the potential consequences of specializing too early so.
0: yeah i mean i look back to you in my own childhood where i was like encouraged to try different sports and everything and uh i didn't i mean i definitely loved like american football the most the most and so that's kind of what i dedicated myself to but I I was you know an active kid and I just was just bored in the off season I was like let's do another sport because I was competitive I did not know at the time that that was actually great for my long-term health uh, that I'm a better athlete now I'm more functional as an adult now because I try different things Um, someone who's been really um, outspoken about this is a guy named Greg Cook who's the leader of um, functional movement systems and so he's written an entire book called movement and they actually in the in fms they work with a lot of uh youth athletes some you know this is around the world and a lot of times they will come to uh, these athletes of any sport and they specialize so early they meaning they chose a sport let's say like golf or tennis or something like that and they didn't play anything else Um, whether it was that child's choice or their parents chose for them um either way they they soon discover they can't even do basic things like running and skipping very in a very coordinated fashion they can't jump and gather themselves and um, these things that seem to be sort of basic things that anyone should be able to do um were really hard and so they had to like work backwards Almost like going back to what you learned to do as a baby, and retrain that. Uh, so it's kind of fascinating about how, okay, just by trying different activities, um, different sports and everything, getting that different exposure, and Gray Cook goes as far as to say, when you're first trying a sport, in, especially a, a young kid, I'm talking like six years or, or less, like intentionally do both sides. So like if you're swinging a cricket bat, like you intentionally swing on both sides because it, it's good developmental patterns. Um, and, uh, and so I think that's just really fascinating to, to learn about, okay, it's good to have an exposure to a variety of different activities. And even for athletes who are older and being more focused into a professional athlete, you're not. it's not all year that you're doing that one sport. And there's usually times in the month or, or months at a time whenever it's sort of an off season. And uh, that's when you can get exposure to other types of activities and sports and training that allows you to just train your body, give it a different stimulus and help keep those healthy developmental patterns active. Right. Um,
1: So we've talked about like different seasons of playing different sports throughout the year. Um, But like how much um, variance do we really need um, so you're a CrossFit coach and one of their things that they, they pride themselves on, um, is just constantly varied workouts. So every day will be something a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, so is, you know, different movement patterns every day, something that's beneficial, um, or is like the different sports cycles that contain different movements, is that going to be just as effective or, um, is there a middle ground in there somewhere?
0: That's a great question. Um, as, it depends what your end goal is. If you are a, if you're trying to be a CrossFit athlete, it's a very aerobic sport. You got to look at the overarching themes. And so I, I really try to come at it as a CSCS coach, looking at it as a sport, looking at it, at it as from a scientific lens of like, what's the stimulus? What's the end goal? What performance is there most often? What are the repetitive movements? Um, and so, uh, For something like CrossFit, um, you would need a really great aerobic base, and then you got to build some strength. And then you work on some higher skill movements and capacity in those, um, and then you can can get some some of the more fancy stuff (laughs) or a sport. Um, And so, but without that aerobic base, so that means because of that, you need to do aerobic type conditioning really often varying in different uh time domains so like some would be shorter some would be longer um and then you'd be working on strength often because you need to be as strong and light as you can have both a good aerobics base and uh be really strong and so it's kind of a really big challenge within that sport of uh finding the happy medium where you you try to maximize being a generalist at everything so you would spend most of your time doing the aerobic and strength stuff and then you practice skills along the way and gradually your skill increases to do more advanced movements but that sort of base is always there but you but by and large you have to bias at some point let's say you're you're an aerobic freak you can go forever uh, you can you can find that pain zone and just stay in it you know uh but you're not that strong if you keep doing all that aerobic work like high volume of aerobic work and minimal strength work, you're going to stay weak. You're going to stay not strong. So at some point you got to cut back on the aerobic stuff and some of the skill stuff. And you got to get stronger uh, because it by and large, if you get stronger, that makes any of your aerobic stuff easier because your body is just able to, to do work more efficiently. Um, and so, uh, That is true in sport as well. Um, You have in-seasons, post-seasons, off-seasons, pre-seasons. That off-season is where you put in a lot of work to get stronger and increase your overall work capacity to be in a higher performance level at the start of every new season. If you're in an individual sport that's kind of year-round, then it's sort of like in one month or two month chunks where you try to increase your level from and you sort of prioritize tournaments where some tournaments might be, uh, you are really just treating this tournament as like a training, you know, so you're not going to change your, uh, training volume at all. You're going to just go into this like it's another practice. And some tournaments really matter a lot. You want to be fresh. You want to sort of dial back some of the weight training and the other, uh, Practice training and conditioning so that you're more fresh and recovered going into that more competitive tournament. Um, and so, I uh, hope that answers your question there. It's, it's, it's where we're when, when you're trying to get better at something, at some point, you have to bias towards that. So, if you want to get stronger, you got to do more strength work. If you want to increase your over, uh capacity, you're going to have to cut back a little bit on the strength work. You might only do it, you know, two to three times a week to maintain it. Um, working on the most bang for your buck movements and you're doing a lot of aerobic work to increase your aerobic capacity. Uh, for example, like I have no problems with my upper body strength right now, uh, but I need to work on my aerobic engine. So there's a few days a week when I just, you know, find that dark place and uh, stay in it as long as I can. <laughs> I try to increase my aerobic capacity or uh, I can deadlift super well, but I need to work on my squat strength. And so I'm going to like not work the deadlift super often i'm going to bias towards more squat movements to see if i can get my squat stronger so at some point you have to bias towards what you want to get better at right i think it's an important point for people to understand that <clears throat> you don't have
1: to always be a generalist mm-hmm. like every single day you don't have to or every single season you don't have to it's okay to to specialize um especially if that's your profession or that's mm-hmm. um what you're really wanting to be competitive at um but from time to time you can shift and have different seasons um, to focus on that squat strength or that aerobic capacity or different things that Mm -hmm. you want to bias toward. Um, so not everything has to be equal all the time. If you really want to improve something, you should focus on it. Um, but for those movement patterns and just being functional, um, having a wide variety over your entire life is going to be beneficial. Yeah.
0: I got, I got another question about this. So let's, let's say someone is listening to this are already, you know, late twenties and up, you know, maybe they're up in their forties, fifties, sixties or whatever. Um, so they're kind of past that early developmental stage. And like when you're in your childhood, your body is sort of like wet cement, you know, you can learn new things really quick. Um, and it's, and it's not necessarily set in stone where uh, you can't relearn something and fix it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once we're older, we're like we've been doing certain things right or wrong for a long time, it's a little bit harder to change. And so if, if we're someone who's older and we're noticing we're having some aches and pains, and we've been doing the same thing over and over again. Maybe we were one of those people that specialized too early or maybe we're just kind of specialized right now. We've been doing the same workout for who knows how long, or we kind of only cho- choose one sport to do in our free time. Uh, what about those people?
1: Yeah, I think the first thing to understand is that um, we can still make changes. We can still make improvements. So mm-hmm. having a growth mindset instead of having the mindset that you're fixed and stuck where you're at mm-hmm. is important just to start off with. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, if you're somebody that always goes into the gym and just does five sets of five on, you know, whatever major power lift you want to do that day, um, you know, maybe you will have some of those aches and pains, but, um, if you start the process of making those changes, whether it's in your movement patterns or your workouts, um, or maybe it's seeing a professional, seeing a coach, um, seeing someone that can actually help you and see what you're doing wrong. Um, yeah, you can make changes. It may take longer, um, than a kid. Um, and you know, your joints may, you know, get cranky from time to time as you're trying to make changes or different things, but, um, it is possible to, to still change and make improvements.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good thing. Like neuroplasticity, although it's a little bit easier as a, as a child, it's still possible. Like our, our brains and our bodies are amazing. Um, and sometimes as we get older, we just need a little bit more of a uh, stimulant to sort of help us to make some of those changes. And so that might mean like, okay, if you're, you're sort of plateaued, you're feeling pretty stuck and stiff and creaky everywhere, whether you're a lifter or you're a runner, you know, both can have some similar issues. Mm-hmm. Let's say you've been a runner your whole life. Um, it might be beneficial to change up your movements that you're doing to actually, um, Throw in some weightlifting there at a place where you can get some good guidance, especially if you've never done it before. Um, so you would dial back your running. I know you don't want to give it up because you love it. Uh, but dial back your running a little bit so you can do a little bit of training. Find an environment where you can feel confident and supported doing that. Um, and that, along with some mobility work for anyone, especially as we get older, our tissues get stiff. You know, They get a little um, stubborn You know, sometimes, especially if we're trying to keep pushing ourselves and, and training ourselves. We have to keep getting better at managing our recovery. And so some daily maintenance and finding ways that work that in can be really useful to help, uh, get our tissues sliding and gliding and ready to learn and practice new things as well. Um, or maybe find a, a community or friends that are doing something different than you've ever done and go ahead and try it, you know, mm-hmm. see if you like it. Um, try different sports, join a different club or, um, see a friend who found a new hobby and go ahead and try it with him and let him sell you on it. You know? Um, and so I think any of those things can be really f- actually fun and stimulating for us. <clears throat> yeah. You, uh, before you went to your favorite restaurant,
1: you didn't know it was your favorite restaurant. <laughs> and that's the same thing with sports or everything else, right? You don't know. It could be your next favorite activity, your next favorite um, thing you do with your friends on the weekend or whatever. So, um, yeah, I like that advice. Just being willing to try things with, with other people's great.
0: Yeah. So. Good stuff. well, this is fun. I mean, I feel like we're just scratching the surface with this one because we can go so deep and in, into how we need to get a broad experience of things as we go throughout our lifespan. But I hope this is encouraging for you guys, uh, whether you're a parent and you're trying to encourage your kids to get active in some way, or if you're someone who is currently active in any way, any age, and you're trying to take care of your body, um, having a variety of different activities that help you work towards your goals is gonna re- really help you stay healthy and injury-free. And all those little, uh, little tiny injuries or little aches and pains will come as the, along the way as we take care of ourselves and push ourselves physically. Uh, but by and large, if you're really getting a broad exposure to things and focusing on a few things you want to get better at, you're going to really enjoy what you're doing and feel good doing it. So if you want any help with any of this, if you want coaching, uh, if you want someone behind you to work with you alongside you to help you get towards your goals give us a shout LinFit.com visit shoot us a message or you can message us on instagram message me at Um or just give us a, some feedback here on the podcast we want to hear from you guys give us a rating but uh, thanks for listening today guys and we'll catch you on the next one